0: Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. I'm joined in the studio today with vocalist Ursi Arvisu. She'll be performing at Lalo Palooza at El Casino Ballroom on Friday, December 9th. Lalo Palooza celebrates a century of the father of Chicano music, as Lalo Guerrero was born on Christmas Eve, 1916, right here in Tucson in what's known as Barrio Viejo. This lineup also includes Lalo Guerrero's sons, Dan and Mark Guerrero. Erciar Visu is going to be playing with Ray Cooter and Rene Camacho and Alberto Gallegos. And we have lots of local artists as well, Los Naughty Dogs, Los Changuitos Feos, Ismael Barajas, Ted Ramirez, Bobby Batten, and more. Erciar Visu here in the studio with us today. And talk about how you got started in a musical life.
1: Well, that's a good question. My mother and father were singers. Growing up, they taught us how to sing ranchera music. That's what they sang. My mother was a composer as well as a singer herself. She was from Altar Sonora and then moved to Palm Springs. She wrote music. She taught me how to play guitar at five years old and to sing my first song, which was Tres Dias at six years old. And that's how I got my uh, career going. And I was the youngest of six, so there's four of us that actually sing.
0: Talk about your father's role in your music.
1: My father, born and raised here in Tucson, Arizona, later moved to Los Angeles with all the family. I was born in Los Angeles, so not, not in Tucson. My dad, he sang as a child, played guitar, starting at nine years old himself always sang, and my mom and dad always, they went to local parties from their friends, and they would always sing at these parties, and that's really how our music started going and, and learning from them. As a child, I loved sports, so I would always be outside playing, okay, but my mother always heard the radio, and she would sing with the radio when she was making dinner. And when I would run in, like, from playing outside, I was like six or seven, to get a glass of water or something. Well, the same songs would play on the radio, right? So I would always like hum a little bit of it because they were always the same songs. And once she knew that we could tune, that was it. Then I had to come in one hour a day when she was making dinner. And then she would, Teach us how to sing, and not only me, but I had two other sisters and a brother that sang that's what she would do to each one of us. She would put us each of us separately and teach us how to sing once she knew we could tune
0: then you went on to be in a girl group
1: absolutely. The reason our girl group got together I'll tell you this is a funny story. We were in high school, and we had a dad that was very strict would not let us go to a Friday night dance would not whatsoever. So my sister Rosella told my dad that the band that was playing there wanted her to sing so she can go to this dance. So what happened is she told my dad, the Blue Satins want me to sing with them. So my dad okayed it. So that was the reason that she got started singing at that point in time. I was too young. I, I I didn't care to go to the dances my sister Mary that sang also she went that's how our sister girl group got together then there was this gentleman by the name of Billy Cardenas that became our manager once we formed the group asked Rosella if she had any sisters that sang and she said yes. So that's how we formed our group, and it was called The Sisters. I want to say like in the early 60s is when we started uh, the girl group, The Sisters, and we did good. We recorded for Dalphi Records, which was Richie Valen's record label. We would see him in the office, but we were so young that even now there's people that tell me, You know, Robert Robinson was in your recording as the Sisters. Well, I was 13 years old. I wouldn't know who Robert Robinson was, but they were great players that backed us up, you know, when we did recordings with Delphi Records. And that's how we got started at the Sisters.
0: Musically, what happened next for you?
1: Well, we sang with the Sisters for quite a few years. Then I started singing with what we called garage bands. We'd form our little bands with some of the guys that we'd know from school and I was singing with the Village Callers which was a really great band in Los Angeles very popular was always working and then uh one guy come up to me and he was in a band called the VIPs and he wanted me to join their band and he offered me three thousand dollars to go with their band and so I went and asked my dad dad this band wants me to go with them what do you think and he goes well make sure they pay you cash so I said, okay, Dad. I said, that sounds good to me. So I went with them, and they ended up being the group El Chicano.
0: I think a lot of our listeners will recognize if we play uh, one of the songs that you did with El Chicano.
1: Tell us about that song. Well, let me tell you how I actually um, got going with this song. There was actually two songs that I learned, and the first one was Sabor and the next one was I'm a Good Woman. So the band had hired me, and they said, just learn two songs. So I went home and asked my mom, can you write this song for me? Because at that time, I didn't know how to write Spanish. I do now, but then I didn't. So she wrote it for me. I went back, and... I learned it with them, and I learned I'm a good woman with them, and that was it. And, you know, it took the musicians, it took my voice, plus the six gentlemen that backed me up. We were the El Chicano band. And for some reason, it just hit. It just hit, you know, and, and it took all of us to make the sound that we got with my voice that I have.
2: tanto así que yo guardo tu sabor como tú llevas también sabor a mí si negaras mi presencia en tu vivir bastaría con abrazarte y conversar tanta vida yo te di Que por fuerzas tienes ya solo para mí no pretendo ser tu dueña no soy nadie yo no tengo vanidad en mi vida doy lo bueno Tengo amor, eternidad, pero allí, tal como aquí, en la boca llevarás, sabor a mí.
0: Chicano, featuring vocalist Ursi Arvisu. She's in the studio with us today here on 30 Minutes, 91.3 KXCI Tucson, gearing up for Lalo Pelusa on Friday, December 9th, where she'll be performing along with Rai Cooter and Renee Camacho. How did you happen to connect with Rai Cooter?
1: Well, as far as I know, This gentleman by the name of Gene Aguilera called me. He's a friend of mine. said to me that uh, Ry Cooter would like to audition you because he's doing a CD, Chavez Ravine, and he heard your voice on a sister track, you know. And I lived in, in Mesa at that time already, but at that time I was in Hawaii on vacation. And so. Bobby Espinoza from El Chicano, he called me also and said, I hadn't sang with El Chicano for years at that point. Okay, I already had quit and it could have been a good five years or more that I hadn't sang with them. Bobby called me and asked me if I would come and do the audition because Rye Cooter wanted to hear my voice to see if I still sang the way I did at I guess, when he heard the sisters' album. And so I told them that I didn't know who Ry Cooter was, nor was I going to leave Hawaii because I had just gotten there. So Ry Cooter ended up telling them that he would wait until I got home and then he'd give me a call. And so I did. I went and auditioned and I sang a couple of songs and that was it. And he said, I want to have you in my CD, you know, and it would be really good. And that's how I met Ry Cooter.
0: Chavez Ravine tells the story of a neighborhood in L.A. that was... Dodger Stadium. That became Dodger Stadium. It was Absolutely. A, so it was a functioning neighborhood with families and stores. and
1: A lot of Hispanic people lived in Chavez Ravine. At that time, and they didn't want to leave their properties. They didn't want to leave. You know, uh, there was some people that stayed there till the end, and the bulldozers were taking their house, and they were still there. So, Rye wrote a beautiful CD and gave out a great message about the people that they moved out when O'Malley bought, you know, the stadium and moved out a lot of the people, which I didn't like. I lived down the hill from them, you know, and I knew all this was happening, but I didn't think it was a good thing but what can we do you know and that's what rye wrote about
0: and we find the parallels here and then this is the tie-in with lalo guerrero he had written a song called barrio viejo right uh, about our neighborhood here in tucson which was torn down to make way for the tucson convention center so we do oh, have these parallels
1: between Tucson and East and LA. East LA, absolutely. It was basically almost the same. It's just different states, you know. My dad was born in Barrio Viejo and where Lala was from, and they hung out together as young guys, you know, growing up. They both sang and played guitar. And basically it was almost the same. They tore down Tucson to build another uh, community, I guess, for Tucson to make it better, I guess. And in L.A., you know, they moved out the people just to put in Dodger Stadium, <laughs> you know. And, I mean, what can we do?
0: A lot of it really comes together on the album Chavez Ravine. Lalo Guerrero uh, has three songs that he wrote on Chavez Ravine, Ravine. two of them, older ones uh Barrio Viejo and Suave, and then a new recording for the album. And then you sang three songs on the album.
1: I did. I I, I sang um, a song that my mother wrote uh, for the men in the Second World War, and that was uh, Ejercito Militar. And we had Flaco Jimenez that played accordion in that also. It came out beautiful. I, I just it was a beautiful song. We changed the words a little bit to fit the concept of Chavez Ravine. It turned out really, really good. Uh, I sang also a, a song called Soledad that um, Joaquin and um, his wife now, which is Raya Cooter's son, Juliet is her name. And then I sang moy Fifi. I really like that song. It, it Lil Willie G, uh, a singer from East Los Angeles also, he was with the Midnighters. He sang that song with me. He did background, you know, ad-lib with me. But it talks about a, a chola and a cholo and just about the hood, you know, being in the hood and how you lived and how you partied. And I thought it was a great song. You know, I'm thinking even of of doing it in my shows nowadays, you know, because I'm still singing and I will sing until God permits me, you know, till he gives me that voice and says, no, you can't do it anymore. But other than that, I could still go. And um, so I'm thinking of putting that song really in, in one of my shows because I just think it's it's a catchy tune and people can relate to it, you know.
0: Which song should we play from Chavez Ravine.
1: Well, I would like you to play Muy Fifi.
0: Okay, let's do it.
2: del barrio, los demás los respetan nunca estoy en peligro y los bukis me aceptan aviéntate loca, dile dile loca, loca.
0: Mui Fifi from the album Chavez Ravine that was produced by Rai Cooter and featured Isdalé Born, Erciar who's here in the studio with us today. And we're looking forward to her performance on Friday, December 9th at Lollapalooza. She'll be performing along with Rai Cooter, uh, Rene Camacho, Alberto Gallegos. It's at El Casino Barroom. Tickets are on sale at kxci.org, here at the KXCI studios, and at all Bookman's locations, and if you're a straggler at the door.
1: By the way, I really want to invite everybody in the community here in Tucson to come to this show because it's going to be a great show. It's not always we can get Ry here in this part of town. And I just think that all the musicians that are going to be here, plus the singers that will be performing, it's a night you won't forget. So come on by and join us.
0: It really has been a community effort. We've had Dan Buckley and our own DJ from Sabor del Barrio, Pepe Galvez, who've hatched this idea this summer and really wanted to make it happen, talk to a lot of the different musicians and performers and brought them all together. So KXCI is really proud to be a part of this and we also happen to be celebrating our 33rd birthday Wow! along with the 100th
1: anniversary of Of Lalo. of, of Lalo
0: Guerrero. After Chavez Ravine, and you did a solo CD.
1: Yes, I did my first solo CD that Ray produced for me, Ray Cooter. He just told me to write about my life growing up in East Los Angeles. So I collaborated with uh, Joey Navarro. He's from actually Tolleson, Arizona. And Martha Spericueta. She actually lives out of Mesa, Arizona. And we all got together and, and wrote some beautiful tunes. This one song called El Tambo. It was about prison. And the reason it was about prison, because I sang at Lovingworth Penitentiary, which was a federal prison. And then I sang at Tehachapi up north, which is a state prison. But I had some good experiences when I went there. So I wrote about them in the song called El Tambo. There's a song, um, Windows of Dreams, that I wrote because I grew up with boxing All my life, Uh, my dad was a a boxing trainer and a manager, and we had a gym in back of our home. So at six years old, I made two holes on the wall at his gym because I was too young. He wouldn't let me in the gym because the men would walk around their underwear, and, you know, I was just too young. So I made these holes on the wall where I could just see them spar because that's what I love to see them spar and throw blows, you know, and— I wrote about Windows of Dreams, and that had to do with the kids uh, coming to train every day. And, you know, I think it's just a great song. In fact, I, I have a play coming out next year in Los Angeles, and the name of the play is Windows of Dreams. There's a lot of great songs in the CD. Mil Besos is one of my favorites. There's two songs that are not original, that one and a song called Dichoso, which is pretty because uh, if anybody knows of Wooly Bobo, I sang at the same venue. He actually is the one that asked me if I could record this song because he thought that With my voice, it would be a beautiful song for me to record. And and so I took his word, and I did. And it did come out, you know, I think, really, really nice. Just like Mil Vessels." It's it's just one of my favorites. And, I mean, there's just a different style of music in every song that I do in the CDs. It's called Friend for Life, produced by Ry Cooter.
0: And that's available on Anti Records. So you've been singing all your life, and yet this was your first solo album.
1: Exactly. I couldn't tell you, you know, I think about that sometimes. Why didn't I record uh, before uh, as a soloist? And the reason that I really think that is because I was involved in boxing for a lot of years, too, with my dad. Uh, We had some great fighters, and I got to tour with them. When I quit El Chicano, I went into the boxing era of it. I even had some fights myself in Lake Tahoe. And believe it or not, after I fought, I sang at the lounge. I mean, where are you going to get that, you know? And I think that is why it took me a while to really put out a CD of my own.
0: Essentially, you were living your life.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've sang all my life since I was six years old. I've always sang and growing up at parties with mom and dad, then with the sisters. With the sisters in L.A., we would open for the Righteous Brothers, Ike and Tina Turner, Stevie Wonder. Sonny and Cher. I was pretty young. I was like 13 years old and we'd be opening the big union for them and just different uh, venues. Then I continued singing with, like I tell you, garage bands. Then I got into with El Chicano. Then I actually needed a rest in my voice because I had been going for so many years and I really felt that my voice needed a rest. So I rested for like five years before I came back, and that's when Rye found me. He wanted to see if I still had that voice because he knew that I hadn't been singing for a while. I guess he liked it because I'm still singing today.
0: Well, we're really glad that he called you to invite you to be a part of this show, on a huge part of this show.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I had somebody tell me, this is funny, but somebody said to me, do you know that Rye can call anyone and he chose you? Do you know how that, how important that is? He believes in me, and that's what I believe about him. He believes in me, and he knows I could do what I could do. And that's how I see him, you know, that he does. He believes in me, and I never thought about that, that he could probably call whoever he wanted to come and do this show, you know. And he, he chose me, so I'm so grateful. I am grateful, you know. He's a good man. Thank you, Rye.
0: You've been listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Our guest today has been El Ciarvisu. Uh, so excited to get to meet her ahead of the show next Friday, Lala Pelusa at El Casino Ballroom on Friday, December ninth, celebrating a century of the father of Chicano music, as Lalo Guerrero was born on Christmas Eve, nineteen sixteen, right here in Tucson in Barrio Viejo. Mercy's father was also born in that area?
1: Absolutely. He was in El Barrio Libre. My dad also was born here, and a lot of good memories, a lot of good memories. Let's pick a song from Friend for Life to go out on. Okay, uh, my favorite is Mil Besos. I recorded that song in Friend for Life because that was and still is my favorite tune. Thank you very much for having me here.
2: En tu amor, la fe perdida. Que en los mil besos que te he dado en la boca se me fue el corazón y dicen que es pecado querer como te quiero, quizá tenga razón, pero que ha de importarme. Todo lo que me digas Si no te de olvidar Que si es pecado amarte Yo de seguir pecando Porque lo he de negar Te de seguir amando devuelva el corazón que empezó yo te dejé en la boca De importarme Todo lo que me diga Si no te de olvidar Que si es pecado amarte Yo seguiré pecando Porque lo ha de negar Te he de seguir amando Te he de seguir besando Me vuelva loca hasta que me devuelva el corazón que un beso y yo te dejé y yo te dejé en la boca.